Summer Skate Studios Behind the Mask Hockey Shops present College Hockey West Live for October 11th, 2022. Tonight's scheduled guest, Lindenwood Head Coach Rick Zombo. Behind the Mask's College Hockey West Live is brought to you by Peters Toyota, college graduate, member of the military, and you might be eligible for a special rebate or discount. See us at petersontoyota.com. Top Golf. Let us help you reimagine your next business meeting or team building event. See your regional center or go to topgolf.com. The NCHC and NCHC.tv. Subscribe to NCHC.tv to watch the best in college hockey since 2013. Behind the Mask Hockey Shops. Visit any of our Three Valley locations or go to behindthemask.com whether you're on ice or in line. It's pizza. Whether it's our legendary Detroit-style square or New York-style thin crust, Jets Pizza is better because it has to be. Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos, whether it's Las Vegas or any of our other worldwide properties, an iconic vacation awaits you at any of our destinations. AT&T Wireless, unlimited high-speed 5G data at no extra cost. Liberty University, play for something more. Faith, education, and hockey at liberty.edu. M-Drive, natural support for men looking to increase energy, strength, and drive. Always free delivery at mdriveformen.com. Summer Skates, whether our original red or new black shower shoes, show your game and style at summerskates.com. Dreams and Sweets, travel happy again. Book your next stay at drurihotels.com. 1-800-3-8. And by College Hockey Inc. College Hockey West Live from the Summer Skate Studios, presented by Behind the Mask, is part of the IceTimeHockeyWest.com network. Here are your hosts, Scott Strandy and Paul Hornstein. All right. Well, welcome in, hockey fans. Indeed, it is Tuesday night, which is time for College Hockey West Live. It's our staple. It's where it all started. Scott Strandy with you tonight in Denver, Colorado. My co-host is always Paul Hornstein, joining us from beautiful Long Island, New York. Paul, how are you tonight? Uh, we're doing good. Uh, we are excited for what will be a big weekend of college hockey. Um, yeah, we, we got two premieres, Paul. We got two premieres this week. Well, it, it's that, and there are some great, great matchups uh, beyond the, the, the schools that we cover and those openings. So, oh, are there other teams? I didn't know that. Well, there's one or two, okay. uh, as much as we don't like to admit it. Um, I, I'm sure that uh, uh, if, 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 if the coach was not uh, coaching this weekend and he was home like a fan, these matchups between BU and Michigan, uh, Denver and UMass, Ohio State and UConn, your vampires against Minnesota State, and, of course, his alma mater hosting – uh, Quinnipiac up there in uh, You Grand just can't Forks. say it, can you? You just can't say it. What, the Sioux? I can say <laughs> the Sioux. <laughs> okay. It's well, that other stuff I can't say. Let, let's not mess around any longer. Let's bring on the head coach of the Lindenwood Lions. Rick Zombo is with us. Uh, Rick, you got Scott and Paul with you. Thanks so much for joining us. Uh, just a few days before your home opener. How does it feel? Well, nice talking to you guys again. It feels good. Uh, it becomes a another game as far as a coach goes. Um, when I when I say that, there's an awful, awful lot of personal intent, personal feelings, a um, lot of friends, a lot of support. 
Um, but eventually it's uh, making certain <laughs> that I'm guiding my players correctly. Well, at least well, the t- once the puck drops anyway, but before then, oh as God. you said, with, well, with, today, with everything else. Yeah. yeah, well, today it was like, okay, I'm done. I'm, I'm done. <laughs> I'm you know, like, so the whole business plan was was offered, served up end of May, and like people that aren't hockey players don't understand, you get the job done. Like, we understand there's 24 hours, but if it takes you 24 hours, get it done. It's no different than a hockey practice. Our, our ice time's two hours. Right. You can't get it done in 10 minutes. Like, why do you need two hours? <laughs> <laughs> you know, so it, it's like everybody thinks that, oh, man, I, I spend so much time working and this and that. Like, okay, you're not being very efficient. Get it right. But you know what it's like. You can't find good employees. No matter where you go, you can Well, tell you me train, if you ask Scott, train, he'll know. Yeah, you train some kid, and then next thing you know, he's gone, and you got to train somebody else. You're better off getting a senior citizen that has work ethic and uh, and understands pride in craftsmanship. Uh, so today was a day where I go, I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> okay. Well, Coach, so let me just tell so, you where you're in. Hold on a second, Scott. Hold on. Hold on. Just so, so people understand. Um, I don't – People should not get the misconception that, oh, we practice for two hours and then the coaches are done. That's not even – that's ridiculous <laughs> if anybody's thinking that, but there probably are some. Okay, so so the, the practice is playland for me. That That's right. actually fun. <laughs> that That's relaxation. The only thing second to being on the ice with the kids is riding on a bus because right. I don't worry about a thing. The bus driver has an itinerary, <laughs> you know, like I trust her. and. Right. If you want to stop three times for a smoke or, or a bathroom break, so be it. But like I just I just stay in my lane. I know what I do. I surround myself with my staff that's better than what I can do. And right. um like you know, you have to really get a grasp of it. Like there, there comes a time where the the big joke around the dressing room is coaches watching America's Got Talent or the coaches watching um <laughs> Jeopardy or the coaches watching Family Feud. Right. I do. What? What? what yeah. I do. Like, there's, there's right, way well, more. Okay. Yeah, there's way more to Scott. You've been in my office. Like, yeah, I do. Yeah, I, got, we, like, I think I, we watched Family Feud. We did. Planet. We did, and and we laughed. Yeah. And and it, it's we funny did. because maybe somebody else doesn't do it, but like you can only do so much. You got to keep it sane. There, there's so many. You know, oh, oh, this is a, coaching is a, is a young person's uh, occupation. Those are young people saying it. <laughs> like, <laughs> of course, those are young people saying it. You know, um, some like myself, these guys that can't handle it have not learned how to adapt, and and um, you you have to adapt. You know, the Beatles broke up. Okay, great. Now there's there's something new, and you know what I mean, like. You have to be able to evolve and duck and dive and uh, just pick your fights when, when, you know, you got a great probability of winning. Well, listen, you have to have downtime, right? I mean, you can't go at it 24 hours a day, no matter uh, whether you're 25 or 55 or 65 or whatever. You can't go at it 24 hours a day. You have to have some downtime. Yeah, no. no, For for me, I've always been one. Don't follow the norm. Uh, be, and don't listen to the outside. Like, right. I, I know what I'm good at. Stay in my lane. 
and just be a master of it. Why be the jack of all trades? Be the master of it. And and, and it's it, it works for me. Right. And and a lot of people don't understand because they haven't taken the time to really get to know me or or, or dig into some type of depth. You know, it, it, it's funny because, you know, I was told a long time when I was playing pro, spend your time in the city, meet the people that pay tickets to fill the seats. Right. Now, all of a sudden, you're relevant. You know, now you understand the pulse of the city. When, when you realize um, the people that are filling the seats, um, they're paying hard-earned money to support that professional team. And it, it's your responsibility, not only caring, you know, the integrity of your last name, but the people that are supporting you. And so, so I've always done that. It's no different uh, here in St. Louis. It is all these, all these kids in youth hockey. I've been on the ice with them. Like, <laughs> I, I'm not getting attention. I'm not selling anything off of them. It, right. I'd rather be around kids because they're honest. There's no agenda. Yeah, you know, now, now when you're dealing with you know the sports world and and, and high end, it, it's a business. Uh, yeah, sure. So I stay in my lane. Hey, Coach, I, I get it. People ask me about my job all the time. I tell them, I don't have any problems with the kids. I have the problems with the adults. Correct. <laughs> I had this con- I had this conversation. My dad told me a long time, be a garbage man, son. Be a garbage man. I go, oh, really? He goes, you'll get, you'll get used to the smell. And what do you mean? He goes, every day there's garbage. You will always have work, and the city always has money. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it, like yeah. life should not be that complicated. You know, not, now it's BHR. Like the problem with all these companies, HR is running the show. Like the smartest guy that starts a company that, that oversees everything has no control. HR runs it. So I'm going, you know what? Kids, get an HR job. It's, it's, you don't have to be ultra qualified. Uh, yeah, well, I, I just avoid the HR positions in this company, Rick. We don't want it. Oh, please. <laughs> yeah, you got to deal with Terry. Yeah. Oh, well, that, oh. Well, I wasn't even thinking about that. It's got to deal with me. Oh, there you go. I get yeah. it, Paul. I get it. Okay. So, so let's let's kick this off the right way. I saw you at Minnesota. I, I told you after game uh, or after practice one, I said, you guys went onto the ice and looked starstruck. They came uh, off confident. Okay. It appears, uh, Coach, that they keep getting more and more confident. Um, the second night of both series, I thought you guys were going to win. I really did. We had, you, you were there. We had him on the ropes. Like, yes, like we had him on the ropes. Um, and, and, of course, you don't think they're going to be starstruck? Like, I wasn't, but I know the history of Mariucci. I know yeah. the history, 100 years of golfers. I, I know all about it. And the last thing I want to do was, was walk around and look at the history because I'm familiar with the history. I was also familiar as a player the importance of what gopher hockey is to the state of Minnesota. I'm very aware of it. But – you know, the saying is the glasses is to keep the noise out from the players. That was it. It's just about us. You know, like to, to spend time and, and, and read the press clippings of who we're playing against. Like we, we got enough on our plate. Let's worry about ourselves. And, you know, once they start skating, you know, uh, give a hit, take a hit. Once you get a hit, you're in the game. It eliminates the butterflies. These are old sayings. Are They have shelf life. Right, because there's meaning to them. That's why it's an old saying. If it didn't have any meaning to it, it would never get regurgitated. So the, those are hockey sayings. And they, once you go out, you play, you get a sweat, and, and you get into it. You know, it's the last thing I want to do is 
have our guys starstruck. I got news for you. I got the I had the best seat in the house. And and, and, and I don't know if I said this to you, Scott, or I, every media outlet that I was talking to. Those Gopher fans better appreciate the amount of talent that's on that program. It is dynamic. Forget about these will be the stars of the NHL tomorrow or whenever. They have ability that will take you out of your seats. And I had to make certain that, that my guys weren't anything more than a participant. We want, we were going to work. You're not a fan. You didn't buy a seat in, in the house. We got the best seat. Let's go play. Yeah, I, I totally agree. So give us a, a little feeling of what it was like to uh, go to Yost and play Michigan uh, the very next weekend. Well, <laughs> Um, <clears throat> the highlight of my weekend was Red Berenson came down to say hello to me. Oh, nice. Wish me well and say how proud he was of me. Wow. When he came in, like you guys know the history, 30 years oh, you know, yeah. coaching there. Um, I gathered my coaches around. It was homage to Red Berenson. Everybody in St. Louis knows Red Berenson. Oh, of course. And hockey world knows he didn't, he didn't have to, and he did. And, you know, he played for St. Louis and, and uh, it was funny when I was at the closing of the Joe uh, for the Red Wings, Red was behind me before we went out, you know, on the ice. And I asked uh, Red, how long are you going to do this? And he goes, "Uh, I don't know, maybe I got a year or so. And he retired that, that summer. Um, But it, and it it was, uh, that was the highlight of my weekend that Red Berenson went out of his way to wish us luck and say how proud he was. And and I'm going, uh, oh, okay, let's have hockey talk. Uh, you got any tips, Red? He goes, yeah, stay out of the box. I'm like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> everybody's told us that. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, it's funny. Like, people, That's whole, oh, yeah, everybody's giving me coaching tips, you know. That's all coaching the box. right there, though. Oh, your effort was great. Oh, it's a moral victory. I'm going, oh, Jesus, here we go. We're 0 and 4. It's a moral victory. <laughs> I'm going to take that home and party on that one. <laughs> That's Hall of Fame coaching. That's all I have to say right Correct. There. Don't complicate it. <laughs> okay, so let me let me follow that up by just saying uh, it, it's no moral victory, but your guys are getting better and better each and every shift. And um, I had people talking to me this weekend, Coach, uh, in Denver and in Colorado Springs, going like, is that team from Lindenwood real? And I'm going like, well, let me tell you something. Uh, two weeks ago, UNLV came out to Denver and thought they were going to be pretty impressive. They got beat 10 nothing. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, we were there the year before. Yeah, I know. Well, yeah. That's what I'm saying is, so if you think that you can't get better and you can't compete, just look over to uh, to St. Louis because Lindenwood is showing you how you can do this the right way. And uh, I, I really think that um, – and. Uh, Frank Saratori is going to throw a dart at me when I say this, but I think you win one this weekend. Well, <clears throat> like the last thing I'm going to do is say anything negative toward the <laughs> opponent. You know, I will never do that. Yeah. And, and, and I've been saying all summer, all summer how humble that had been. Frank gave us games. Yeah. Yep. Denver yep. gave us games. Arizona State gave us games. This is all last year. They didn't have to. Our schedule, they didn't have to. It's an it, it's nothing more than opportunity, and and the funny thing is where I want to kick his ass, and Frank wants to kick my ass, but eventually, <laughs> when you get down to it, the players play, 
Okay. Yep. But, but th- this game is all about respect. And like when you're a player, you get it. This is a game that you could really hurt somebody. You could really hurt an opponent. But if, if you don't have respect and appreciate who the opponent is, like the game is always between the whistles. There's rules for a reason. And may the best person win. And so that's no different than playing Frank. I, I'm not concerned about Frank. I'm, I'm not concerned about Air Force. Was I concerned about Michigan and Minnesota? No. I'm learning my players. You know what I mean? Like, like why would I put more on my plate? I got to learn my players. And like you said, we got better. We got better every period. And um, when, when you push somebody downhill, you force them to run faster. And we have an unbelievable learning curve ahead of us this season, whether it's our first four games against high profile teams or it's against air force, like, okay, <laughs> we got to play. So my work is, is never changed. It's, it's always Monday to Thursday. It, it is always the preparation of what we need to do to get better. As small as that increment might be, it's to get better. That's it. Like we lost to Denver, right? We right. got it. We got whooped. It was the it was the greatest ass whooping ever. I've said it so many <laughs> times. We we learned so much. Learned so much from that. And, and you hope UNLV does the same thing. Now, can, can I, I know I'm, I, I'm driving my ship. <laughs> I don't know who's driving somebody else's ship, and I don't right. care. Okay, so like. The internet has all, all the information you need to know. It doesn't mean everybody's a great coach. <laughs> coach, let me tell you what UNLV learned. Uh, as you say, they got their ass whooped, and uh, they immediately scheduled a game against UCO at, at the, the old hangar in downtown Denver on Sunday afternoon just to get their, uh, their feelings back again. And uh, they ended up winning that one. So, uh, yeah, they, they definitely responded right away. Yeah, well, you have to. It's it's not like I say it all. It's it's not that you fell down. You just got to get up faster than you went down. You know what I mean? Like yeah. And in in these games, like moral victory, right? I tell my guys, you guys deserve a lot of attention, but I have to untie the balloon knot. Like you've been inflated because people on the outside never gave you any credit. I gave you all the credit in the world. But I'm not. I'm not going to take credit for it. I'm a coach. We got to go back to work, and I, I'm the bad guy. Okay. Well, I. I mean. Well, can I, I tell you? Can I tell you? To be the bad like guy. we come back after Minnesota, okay? Right. And I got guys with hickeys on their neck. I got guys with like ice bags on their neck, and we <laughs> haven't been on the ice. It's not because they blocked nine shots. <laughs> okay. You know what I mean? Like I'm going. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's get this straightened out. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, I I assume that, and maybe I don't want to say. Actually, I shouldn't say that. Go ahead. Um. Well, no, because this week's a little bit different, right? It's a, a lot play- different. A, you're playing at home, and B, um, there's not a lot of NHL logos next to the guys' names on the scorecard. Yeah. Um. But can okay. you get too excited? Paul. <clears throat> uh, Paul. I was an eighth-round draft pick, okay? I, right. I might have been the first pick after they had lunch. Nobody's pulling <laughs> no, for fine. me. 
You know, I get you, know that. you know how many failed picks were before me? And the top two rounds get every chance in the world. Just because somebody else made a selection, they're making a projection. Right. Okay. Eventually the player has to develop into it. So right. am I gonna go bananas and gaga? I tell you what, this kid Cooley and this kid Fantilli <laughs> and this kid Faber and Hughes. Are you kidding me? Get the hell out of this league. They are ready for the NHL now. But but still, it's hockey. It, right. There's nothing but adversity every time the puck goes down. And it's how well you handle adversity. That's all it is. Well, what I'm saying is, in, I assume you had practice on Monday, and I assume you yeah. had practice today. Yes. Did you see a little different step in your players because you are playing at home and you are playing a team – that at least on paper, skill-wise, is at your level, and 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 did did that you know did that change their step a little bit? Yeah, it wasn't good enough. It, okay. the, the step the step was in the negative. Okay, the step was in the negative, right? So like when you're coaching, you know players want to talk to you. Right. If you're not prepared that the forwards aren't going to come in to talk to you, you haven't been coaching long enough. The forwards want to score. All they see is the other end. They got to score. I try to teach them the means and the process of how to get there. Right. Okay. So for us to get the lead on Minnesota, for us to get a lead on Michigan, now all of a sudden I've got my forwards from six down to 12 thinking that they're scorers. They don't understand the means and the process that gave us an opportunity. Right. right. So the, the, those scores that were close, we took a 60 minute game, turned it into a 20 minute game. Now all of a sudden it, it becomes real. But now I have to like get the guys under, so they're not getting enough puck touches. They're playing. They're not playing the right guys. I should be playing. Uh, I should be on the power play. You know what I mean? Like, like I've been through this forever, and I'm just going. And I told my assistants, "Cut this off before it gets to me." And and I still had them at my door. And you don't you don't think they're ready? They're full of ammo. And I'm dealing with marketing. I'm dealing with tickets. I'm dealing, and then all of a sudden, the kid wants to come in and says, "Uh, you got time, coach." And I'm like, "Oh Jesus, you know, I got to put on a work belt and get ready because he's prepped and I'm not." Right. Like, okay. So this is so. Like, I can't imagine. I can't imagine Moscow, and I can't imagine uh, Narado. They're not teaching. They're managing people. It, it, it's so easy to coach really talented players, but you're managing high-end players that now carry all the weight. And and it's it's not just when am I going to sign pro? If I don't get what I want, I'm going in the transfer portal. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I oh, so I, I got guys coming in going, oh, man, you know, uh, it's the stick. It's the stick. And, and I've gone through this. <laughs> You know, like if you if you talk to a Pee Wee player, they'll tell you, "Yeah, I got a P two twenty five Or I'm, you know, like they know. Okay, they know, right? When you watch Michigan practice, you watch uh, Minnesota practice. They got the same sticks that we do. Right. That puck is not moving like my kids. My kids, it looks like a stingray that's swimming. Okay. <laughs> These guys, it's firm, flat, solid, no wobble. It's presented properly. And, oh, okay, it's, it's not the – it's the ice, coach. The ice is – yeah, okay, it's the ice. <laughs> you know what I mean? 
Like, I'm trying to get my guys first to have a relationship with two sides of the stick and understand it's just not consideration to pass. It's the presentation of how you do it allows us to potentially get down to the other end with possession. Like it's like, I, I have hockey talk a lot and, you know, everybody tries to, uh, to milk information. Everybody's looking for, and, and they, they act like I'm Columbo. I'm, I'm really not. I, I know the art of the cell. And, and that's the approach. Well, Listen, I've still used, I still have a wooden stick, so. Yeah. Um, oh, 100%. So <laughs> it's the funniest story in the world, right? So Al McGinnis could shoot 102, Ally right. Frady 102. Right. They all had Sherwoods. Uh, I don't think they had 5030s, they had 92, whatever they had, okay? Right. You, you could get those things to shoot. Now, when I seen Dallas Drake scoring a wrist shot from the blue line, when these Z-bubbles first started coming out, I'm going, <laughs> oh my, there's something to it. I actually, I'm actually watching these kids now, these high-end players. It, you, you can't go to the store and buy a Stevie Eiserman stick, and it's got a hook on it like Ovechkin. I know what Stevie's blade looks like, right? But it says Eiserman on it, and the kids buy it. It says Eiserman. They don't know how it works. They, they, they don't have a clue how to use it. Now, these kids with high-end talent, they know the hosel flex, and they know how to drop it down. And it's all palm pressure. Nothing's telegraphed. They do it in stride. It's absolutely amazing. I saw it with Denver. You know, my guys are coming back. Man, I had to pass the lane all sealed. And everybody didn't. No, they don't look down. No, they don't break stride. No, they don't tow it in. Um, I'm trying to get my guys to that. But they look at me when, when I blow a gasket, when a puck escapes off their stick two inches, I'm too hard on them. I'm going, <laughs> how are you supposed to improve? Right. Like, like you, the game is so slow when you have your head up. Okay. Right. When you lose the puck, where does your head go? It goes down. So yeah. I'm, why do you think I'm hard on them? Like, well, yeah. And I mean, when you're playing at that level, two inches is a lot. It's a lot. Things happen so fast. Like the old saying, don't turn your back on a play. You, you think these guys that my players have heard it. All, every hockey player's heard it forever, forever. They still turn their back. Yeah, I don't, I don't understand so, that either. But I mean, I do understand no. it, but I don't. But. Well, the, the game happens so fast; it's all snapshots, right? So you, you got to see, but then you got to process what you see. So I, t I tell the guys, we need a 180 degree look. 180 degree means that the game's in front of you, but if you turn your head, now all of a sudden you're gaining more than 180, right? So uh, it's a simple. It's not John Wooden, but if you touch your chin to your shoulder, that's how you turn your head. So it, it, I use the different words to paint a picture of, of stuff they've heard forever. Turn your head. Nothing worse than watching a bad hockey game. Ten players stare at the puck. It's a terrible hockey game. I don't want my guys to stare at the puck. I want their peripheral vision to know where the puck is, but they have to scan. It's, it's called, I use the word scan. You have to scan. And then it's snapshots. And you got to remember, these blind passes never work. You know why? Because it's history of what they've seen too long ago. Well, yeah. And, and I mean, when it works, when it works, it reinforces a bad habit. I mean, it's like throwing a football, right? You're not throwing the football to where the wide receiver's been. You're throwing it to where he's going. Correct. Correct. It, it's, it's a, I use that same analogy, Paul, when, when you're talking about good ice. 
Right? right. Everybody knows the puck's got to go to the net. If you can't skate, you can still play. Go in the middle of the rink. It'll come to you. Yeah. Okay. And the fence is directing it outside. Old fence is getting it on the inside. So we're in Mariucci. That's a huge rink. Right. And I'm like, don't get sucked out in a vacuum. I go, this, like, no matter what rink you're on, it's the same distance between the dots. Don't right. get sucked out. Because now all of a sudden, we lose the advantage of having numbers. If we're going to play one-on-one, we're going to get slaughtered. Yeah. We got to get the game close so we could do it two against one as best we can. And it, it was just talking. And you look at the shot attempts. Oh, my God. We had passing lanes shut down. They still execute it. And they didn't have to throw sauce. They're that good. Yeah. Okay, Plus, so, so tell but, us. But you know what the funny thing is? And I tell the guys. The funny thing is the goalie only has to move six feet. Okay? Right. Let's prevent him from moving six feet. And then he's got to earn his job being square. So stopping is one thing. Possession is another. If you kill the play, great. But it's going to be our job to make certain our goalie ain't going back and forth like the dude in slap shot. And you go crazy. All right. So so tell us about your goaltenders because I thought um, all of them are uh, getting better by the day. And that's why I still predict you're going to win at least one of these uh, games this weekend. Well, all three of them are, are very, very good. Um, to, to start with that, again, I, I play stupid. I know enough about goaltending. But if I talk about the hybrid and the V and the stuff, like, all, all I say is, here, here's the deal. We're going to keep you on one side of the net. If it's not, I'm going to address our outskaters. You help us out. Don't make more work. It's called possession. It's rebound control. Now, once we get this, then it's the presentation of your professionalism. My, all three of my goalies, it's crazy how they get along. I give them the rotation Monday. What's going on this weekend? They have a really good idea of when we go on the road to AIC. They have a real good idea. And I, I, I told them, and I'm also telling my outskaters, it's too early in the season for me to really um, be negative on the execution. I, I, I'm going to focus on the preparedness. I asked them how many shots you need, where you need them from. Um, how's the relationship? How's the conversation? What do you see? I mean, the goaltender becomes my best coach. I talk to them all the time, even though I can't tell you the brand of their pads. <laughs> They know, right? So everybody thinks all they do is pay attention to the puck. They know everybody's job, and sure. they have to. They're in the power play meeting. They're in the PK meeting. They're involved with everything. Well, it's 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 like uh, once again, it's 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 sort of the uh, the analogy of a catcher in baseball. They're the only ones facing everything. Correct. You're good, Paul. You no, coach you? What... No, you're, you know uh, what you're talking I about. Have. Well, sure. No, it, it that's exactly what it is. So, so um, uh, I even forgot the scores. It, it, it is um, the highlight saves usually happen when the outskaters make a mistake. These two teams that we played against, Michigan and Minnesota, are such high level that they had to make YouTube saves. They had to. 
And it, it, it's so funny <clears throat> when guys are missing the net frequently. They're intimidated by the goalies. Like when you really have to shoot with perfection, you're afraid of the goalie. If you put a chair in the net, we'd all be 50 goal scorers. Well, and it, was just, it was just a matter of building the confidence. They were so prepared. They're not overwhelmed. They got to keep one thing out in front of them. That's the puck. Well, coach, I mean, this is, I mean, you know, you talked about cliches before and they're cliches for a reason. This is a, throw the puck at the net. That's what you're supposed to do. Correct. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it's not go to throw the puck at the net, make the goalie, make a save, get in his face, crash the net. The, the, the game doesn't change all the fancy stats and all the other go to the net, crash the net, keep the guys away from your goalie. That, it's pure. It's, it's pretty simple. It's it's very simple. Everybody, um, like, I don't care if the puck hits the netting. All it's got to do is cross the line. I've had players that have scored a hat trick with three different sticks. The last one was a black coho. It could have been Mario Lemieux <laughs> stuck. I don't even know how old it is. Never touched the back of the net. But you're right. It just has to cross the line. I play with Jimmy Carson. So Jimmy Carson had, in Detroit, had 50 goals in L.A. before that. He was like right. the phenom of USA hockey, okay? Yes. Can't skate, can't shoot, can't stick handle. However, he forced the goalie to make a save. And he ran a number game. You, you have to shoot and you have to force the goalie to make a save. And I do the number game with my kids. Like a good goalie is, is a 90 save percentage. That means out of 9 out of 10, he's supposed to stop those. Right. If it's a 91, he's outstanding. If it's an 89, he sucks. Like it's that small of a margin. Sure. So to, to, to get three goals to really think you got a chance to win, we need above 30 shots. Right. So I don't put the pressure on. I tell them to hit the net, but I need we need shot attempts. So the shot attempts gives us an opportunity. The first thing is to penetrate structure, not just the goalie, but penetra penetrate structure. And if you're shooting properly, <clears throat> Teams are not patterned to defend off of uh, errant rebounds. Does that make sense? So it gives us a much better opportunity to win stick battles, even though that my talent level doesn't compare to the two teams that we played against. It, it, it's almost like uh, catching a chicken, in, 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 you know, in, in, a, in an office. Like, you don't know where it's going, but it gives us a chance. It gives us a better chance. That yeah. makes sense. Well, yes, yeah. because yep, absolutely does. Because uh, the guys on the other team don't want to play defense either. They'd rather have the puck and pass it around and play the fancy games. Uh, that's why uh, defense is such a grind. Yeah, no, it is. And I've been one. Like I like playing offense. And and everybody that does a report on me that don't know me, like what a great defensive team. This team did because I made a living playing against the top lines of the other team. So I'm very astute. It's real easy to build a system and structure to defend against the op opponent. But the sell is how to get your players to play defense. So my sell is it puts us on offense faster. Like I, I play with Brett Hall. Right. You think Brett Hall back check? He didn't back check. <laughs> however, you, however, if he's behind you, you think they're going to have five inside the offensive zone? No. 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 Holly, Holly wanted to kill penalties, okay? Because he knew his smarts and his skill. He knew how power plays worked. 
But the last thing, Holly wasn't going to block a shot. He wasn't even going to tick the, the, the tape off his blade. But by being out there, it kills a penalty. And the argument that he used to have with Brian Sutter was weekly. <laughs> you know, you, well, you'd have bottom of your depth chart killing penalties because right. they're expendable. And Holly's like, this don't make sense. Well, <laughs> I, I understand where he's coming from because if he's on the ice, that takes somebody away from at least one guy away uh, from playing offense. Correct. What, what I do is, like, my power play guys, you got to be part of the penalty kill conversation. And I learned this two years ago. I asked the power play, how do we kill penalties? He's like, oh, I don't know. And they give me a couple numbers. What do you mean you don't know? You sit on the bench when everybody else is doing the heavy lifting. What do you mean you don't know? It's no different. I, I call it auditions, right? I don't have my power play guys in penalty kill practice, but you got to be in the meeting because when you know where the secondary support comes off, off of the puck, it, it, it will give you, you can hedge your bets on the next play, right? You have to know. How can you not know? It's no different than, like, <clears throat> the skill's so good, there's really no reason to have a, a, a PK forecheck. Like, if guys can't use 85 feet and get it past one or two guys, it's stupid. It's What are you doing? Are you getting in there with possession, right? So I have both PK in on power play meetings, power play and on PK, um, because not only do they have to know that's going to help them in their uh, cherished time, but, but, but also it's audition if they're not doing good. Right. Yeah, you know, you need somebody like hungry barking at the door uh, if you don't have internal competition. So we have PP3, you know, like PP2 doesn't even play. Because I, I used to have PP2. You know what they tell me on PP2? Don't let the guy out of the box behind you. That's what PP2 is. Like, they don't play. And, and, and the funny thing is, like, PP2 wants to work on our face-off plays. Like, PP1 does not come off unless it's dumped down. Why would we do that? <laughs> you know, you got 20, 30 seconds of mop-up, and you got to lug it 200 feet. Let's work on our breakout. Hey, listen, People try to make this game much more complicated than it is. Yeah, it's not. Yeah. No. So I mean. All right. So let me let me ask you this: um, your, your defensive core, as we know, is very very young. How yeah. how have you seen them progress over the first four games, Rick? Fantastic. So I the thought... conversation. Fantastic. <laughs> so the conversations. So when I said earlier, my whole team, I, I'm pushing them down the hill. You got to learn. My conversation with them, Junior, was not good for them. And they go, yeah, no, I know it wasn't. Because it's all about the advancement of the coach, right? Those are really cherished jobs. And unless somebody's really confident in their ability to teach. So coaches are always weighing out what's the risk. The risk of teaching and being patient for player progression. Or at what expense is it going to give up? The wins and losses. You know what I mean? So when when I find all the players that I have this year, and, and it, it's a whole different breed. A scholarship player completely changed the personality of a player, right? Um, because they're a the real deal. You got 60-some teams. Now their school's getting paid for. They've been, they've been patterned by coaches 
to please the coach. Okay. And rarely is there a conversation of getting on the same page. When I ask a player, how do you see yourself as a player? If I'm wrong at, at what I think he might be, I will never win this battle with that kid. So I want to find out how they, how they see themselves. And then we, we, we mesh it together. Okay. So in recruiting defensemen, recruiting defensemen, you can win a lot of games by keeping a puck on the wall and glassing it, right? It's called an efficient out. But shit, you got to go find it again. Right. There's not a forward on any hockey team that wants to scrape pucks off the rail. They'll never get a primary assist, barely a secondary assist, and usually they get pinched down on and get creamed. Well, back in the day, they get rewarded by the coach saying, get it out, good job. Because it keeps the coach's job. So I've been trying to find players with courage to make pass into very delicate, high-risk areas. Make high-risk, okay? So defensive schemes are all about managing the obvious. The high-risk areas are, are the most open. It's challenging to... Tell a player it's okay to make mistakes when they know it could cost you a game. But the more you do it and the more awareness that you have to do it, and when you have somebody just on the edge of that cliff, they're really focused. You follow me? Like if I ask a, if I ask a defenseman that's had three years of juniors that has been patterned to rim pucks and six feet high off the glass, but don't get an icing, that's no art. That's not a skill. They're more afraid of their ice time or the, the or the coach's uh, language or volume, right? I have them on edge to make a pass into the best area, even though it might cost us a goal or a game. And the more they do it, the more comfortable they get. And they go, oh, it's not that hard. Like, all I got to do is escape a stick and two feet. Correct. You, you follow you follow me yeah yep. yeah uh, I mean, so so everybody talks about so what you get on the internet's all bullshit they did the, the modern defenseman the modern defenseman right so everybody's oh we got to surf up okay so duncan keith is fantastic duncan keith did not want to get creamed on an exit so he's going to pinch up at the, at, at the that's why he did it okay you you pinch up at center ice you're not going to get creamed now every now everybody's doing it. And it's actually very effective. Well, for me, if I see players that don't have an outside edge, they don't know how to accelerate through through an approach angle. So instead of saying take your angle, thing like it's it's stupid. Like I'm not even there yet. I'm working on outside edges so that you understand a two foot crossover, so that you can accelerate into the guy's hands. So that's a modern that's a modern defenseman. So you talk about my six, you know, that was the original question. They're doing fantastic because now they're accepting the fact that coach knows what he's talking about. I had a player tell me today, you're crazy, but I get it. And this kid sucked <laughs> for five weeks. I mean, he was terrible. He never heard it. Like terrible. And we just talked to him, 
be with it, you know, stay with it. We show them on film practice. That's what we're talking about. We got NHL clips. You just don't say, go do it. Right. You say, do it again, do it again. This is why. It's the reason. And we're trying to simplify the game. And then you'll be amazed how easy this game is. And, and like, oh, I'm getting it. You know, my, my guys at like uh, the bottom of the depth, they don't have outside edges. They don't scan. Why? I don't even do system stuff. Like, I do concepts, you know. Right. And it's funny because my video coach was talking to Michigan's video coach, and they're saying how great you were on your structure and your systems. We haven't we haven't touched it yet. <laughs> we do concepts. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like, like if I'm going to put somebody in the middle of the rink, that is. <laughs> I'm not selling myself. You, you Scott, I, Paul, you guys are really intelligent. That's why I like talking to you guys. Okay? <laughs> well, one of so, us is anyway. Well, <laughs> no, you guys know how you know hockey and Scott knows me. So um, this, this was before we played well. We were competitive against Michigan. We were competitive. Right. Oh, geez. Oh, geez. <clears throat> my, my talk between the first and second period of Saturday's Michigan game, we talked about screwdrivers. I, I said, righty tighty, lefty loosey. That's where we're at right now. If you have that, that's great. Okay. Now there's a difference between a Phillips and a standard. And, and they're looking at me going, what? I go, no, serious. We're, we got to get there. And then you're going to realize there's different sizes of these screwdrivers. By the end of this game, you're going to have a big ass toolbox of screwdrivers that you never had before. Like, I love going, it. Holy shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, why am I going to talk about Fantilli? Why am I going to talk about Hughes? Why am I going to talk about their power play? Why am I going to talk about this set? What? <laughs> we want the puck. Yeah, of course. <laughs> Hard to score without it. You can't score without it. You know, like this kid. So we, and it was so funny. Got a Michigan kid in Minnesota. He has an unbelievable highlight breakaway. Like, unbelievable highlight breakaway, right? So we're in the coach's room, and he leaves the player's restroom, and he's got to get a coffee. He's got to get a water. Oh, bullshit. He, he wanted to get the reach around, right? So he comes <laughs> in. He wants to reach around. And I go, holy shit, your celly sucks. And he looks at me. He's like, what? I go, seriously, what are you doing? I, I go, obviously, you don't have a history. Do you practice your celly? I go, if, if you're going to be this goal scorer, you better like, you know, like, like get out of here. He came in for a reach round. Get out of here. Your time to be with the players. But I get it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like, it, like, we got to be light about this. There's so much. We have so much on our plate just for ourselves, let alone the opponents. Like, let's keep it real. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I I still uh, I still chuckle at the face you gave me when I asked you about the uh, the end of that Minnesota game. I said, you know, I thought you guys played well, and you took a minute, and then you looked at me and you said, these guys are damn good. Oh, dynamic! I said they're dynamic. Oh yeah, they're dynamic. Dynamic. You, you got two Olympians. That whole D squad. <laughs> that whole D squad on Minnesota is amazing. They become the coach's dream. Yep. Because one touch and out, it, the efficiency is crazy. Faber woke up the last two periods of, uh, um, yeah, Sunday. We played Sunday. 
Yeah. Like he woke up. He he had a burr under his saddle and woke up and oh shit that he turned it on. You know, Hughes, you watch Hughes. <clears throat> Hughes in warm-ups doesn't break a sweat. He kicks his foot up <laughs> on the bench. Some guy comes running, changes out his blade. He's back at like this kid knows he's good. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like there's right. one thing being good. There's another when you know you're good. And it's it's entertaining. And it's it's not NBA basketball, right? It's it's not theatrics. It's not sideshow. Like these kids know they're that good, and they are. I mean, you know, I mean, I, I well, part of that is the confidence because they know they're that good. Oh yeah. Oh well, it, it, when I learned so in Denver, okay, I think we had the puck in, in a neutral zone three times in, in the second period. Okay, and I want, and, and as I'm watching film, I'm going, okay, it, it, is this? Uh, uh, give me the names. The left shot score, uh, not several day, but um, you mean like Barons and Booyam and, and and those guys? No, no, last year. Uh, and I apologize. I'm, I'm it's okay. Up. Savoy, who oh, played Savoy, with Savoy? Carter, Savoy, yeah. Savoy, and uh, that line of Savoy, Brink, and Gutman. And Gutman, Gutman, Brink, and Savoy. Okay, yeah, like it was right. such a buzz. It was such a buzz saw. Like <laughs> the other three lines drafted them, right? So everything blended together, and this team is so fast. That team is faster than Minnesota. It's faster, and I heard this year they're faster than they were last. They year. are. They're okay. <laughs> okay, so it was an absolute buzz saw, and and you know because you were there. So that line was sitting in civilians for the third period. So it gave us an opportunity of going, okay, now we can actually measure what line two is, what line three is. How can we measure our players to that? You know what I mean? But when you have, it it was like a blender of high end. It's just not skating fast. They were moving that that puck just as fast as as they were skating. It was a buzzsaw. And and that, that was a learning principle. It, it, like it is crazy. Everybody was drafting that line. Uh, I got to tell you, when I saw that line combination at Minnesota on your first night, and I saw line four was Logan yeah. Cooley and Snuggerud and Pitlick, I was going like, "What in the heck is Motzko doing? That's that's not a fourth line." No. So, uh, okay. Yeah, but they're a freshman. Right, so we watched them with the program. We knew exactly, you know, who they were, and yeah. w- and what I would say is, that if I can't have a twenty-four year old play against an eighteen, we got a problem. Okay, right. so that was my cell. But not until you're at ice level, you're going home. We folded, we folded Cooley <laughs> twice, right? So we folded him over twice. The kid gets up, gets back in the pocket, establishes a pass, transitions. Like it's no big deal. These guys have been playing with pros and adults forever. So don't look at an 04 birth year. That means nothing. Right. Like, like it means nothing. Like it is, it was, it, it's a treat. People, this, this college hockey, that's what I'm trying to sell now. In St. Louis, they don't know what college hockey is. They don't know what the atmosphere is. They don't know that this is the NHL of tomorrow. Like right. the skill is dynamic. So I, I, I say, uh, even a campus, I try to sell, sell it at campus, right? This is like playing Alabama football. Yeah. That's what we just did. Right. You know, now now they understand. They're like, oh, really? 
Oh, yeah, no, really. But <laughs> you, you can't get it no. unless you're really invested in to how exciting an NCAA college hockey game is. And it, it's just not the top 10. Drop it all the way down to 60. Like, it's well, listen, that good. Listen, Coach, I mean, I, I saw it this weekend in a couple different places, right? LIU takes um, uh, Quinnipiac to overtime. Yeah. Like Quinnipiac's top 10 team. Yeah. Well, you, you know as well as, okay, so we, we played Minnesota. They ran four lines, uh, seven defensemen. Right. Okay, I know that. You know, when the game got close, they ran three. Okay. Uh, <laughs> now, we, we're in Michigan. Okay. Uh, when they started Portillo in the second game, guess what? We're doing something good. Right. They're, they're playing Portillo in both games. So, so yeah. you, know, you follow me? Like, something's yeah, happening here. So, before, here's this club program and this guy that we don't know, you know, who cares? You know, we're, we're the stars of tomorrow. Okay. But, like, I'm, I know this game inside and out. I know exactly the psychology of a coach and the psychology of a player. <laughs> right. All, All right. right, final one final one for you. I know you don't want to put that sales suit on again, but this is the home opener, so tell us what's happening. Who's uh, – yeah, I know you're working with the alumni group and all of that to, to get out there, so how are things looking for the weekend? Oh, uh, great. <laughs> like, like I closed that – good try. I closed that book today, I told you. I don't want to talk about it. Like, it, it's, out, it's, out of my, it's out of my hands. So it's very important to me. Okay, that the president gets to reap the benefits of his investment. Right. Right. So when our program, when the whole athletic program went to Vision One, it's an investment. Nobody opens a business when your PL statement's in the red. Right. right. Um, it, it's the promise, it's the nurturing. Do you have the right people in place? Uh, that becomes important. Are you going to be proud of your program? Um, like the, the abundance of, of hockey calls and the people that I run into just walking to the bench in Minnesota and Michigan, like I'm used to all that. The president's not used to NCAA hockey. My <laughs> athletic director's not used to NCAA hockey. Nobody on campuses. The, the hockey families in St. Louis don't know what NCAA hockey is. Uh, all they know is youth hockey. They just know their kid parents in youth hockey stare at their kid through a toilet paper roll and have no clue of what else is going on in the real world. I used to say, like, it used to be back in the day, a good hockey player in St. Louis is like being a state champ tennis player in Alaska. That used to be a funny saying. <laughs> now there's a lot of really good hockey players in St. Louis. It is now not the, the three M's. Missouri now becomes one of the states that start with an M. Everybody knows who the good players are, okay? Right. What we're doing Saturday, so it's our opener on Friday. Right. Saturday, I am giving recognition to St. Louis University, the first NCAA one program. Right. That's a hard sell for Linwood University. And you can understand why. This sure. is our home weekend, right? right? Why would we advertise another school? Me, I know the, the long-term effects, and also I've, I've learned the tradition of the game. These guys have established it. And, yeah. and I know as, as youth hockey, so in Chicago, we used to come down and play St. Louis, and we'd do, we'd do the doubleheader because Slew Billikens would play in the afternoon at the arena. The Blues would play after that. Uh, right. I, I know the tradition. 
I, I pay attention to the tradition and it, that was a hard sell for me. And well, it's, it's very important to me. No different than the alumni. 2000, uh, 2003 is when ACHA Lindenwood, when we started, um, those guys had a lot to do because all, all my players have, I, I pushed them out to learn to play. We established learn to play. We established cross ice. They, they served the time. We didn't advertise it. We didn't advertise it. But that's what you do. My players learned how to give back, and it's it's, it's the kids. Right, well, those guys at St. Louis probably set the foundation of youth hockey in the city. I would assume. Well, they that did. was about the same time as the Blues got there. It is. Well, yeah. Uh, was it '67? The Blues started. Yeah. Uh, in St. Louis, it was uh, the early '70s. Uh, that slew uh, was there. Um, it, it's yes, they've established it. Um, too bad it didn't continue on because then you'd have something like Yost. You'd have something like Mariucci, right? Oh, yeah, you, you, you'd have me coaching 30 years like Red. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm down for that. But, but, but the Blues alumni, the Blues alumni understand, right? They're supportive. The St. Louis Blues NHL team, they understand. Like, it's funny, like, the, the first pick snugger route, my assistant coach, Ucatties for Al McGinnis, Said this this kid Snugger is toe picking. You know what? How do you pick? You know what I mean? Like it's just it's just funny shit. <laughs> good good stuff. Well, it's it's opening weekend at the Centene Community Ice Center, the home of the Lindenwood Lions. Uh, Air Force coming to town. Uh, coach Zombo, thanks so much for joining us. We always appreciate your time and your of insight. Course. And uh, go get them this weekend. I, I'm still yeah. predicting you're going to get at least one. Well, I hope so. I mean, it's always the first nice. game, and it's always the first shift, and you got to win the puck, and you know, then it's just, I really simplify it. Like, I really simplify it. <laughs> you, you earn your next shift. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's, it's scholarships are renewable. Um, you got to earn that scholarship. Ice time, you got to earn that. You got to earn a win. Like, right. there's no way Air Force is gonna like bend over. Um, they didn't bend over, you know, when they played us before and it's just, uh, I don't like their new helmets, but can you imagine how, <laughs> can you imagine how ugly that was? You got Notre Dame's oh, helmets and Air Force helmets in the same rank yeah. and you're going, Oh Jesus, <laughs> you're like a rave. It's like a rave concert. Uh, yeah. th that's, that's okay. why I went to Colorado college in Anchorage. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Go All right, ahead. guys. Thank, Thank you very much. much. Great talking hockey with you guys. Bye Paul. Thanks, Thanks yeah. Have a good night. You betcha. That's uh, head coach Rick Zabo of the Lindenwood Lions. Uh, Paul and I will be back in just a couple minutes to wrap up another episode of College Hockey West Live. At Behind the Mask, we know that players are always messing with their equipment and constantly need to borrow things like tape or need a new mouthpiece during the season. Point is that just because you were fully outfitted to start the season doesn't mean you're good for the year. Make sure that you are always supplied with all of the hockey accessories you need by visiting our stores or BehindTheMask.com. Whether it's an extra mouth guard, wheels and bearings for your inline skates, or extra rolls of tape for your stick, at Behind the Mask, we have all the little things that can make your time at the rink go smoother. Go to any of our three Valley locations or online at BehindTheMask.com. More than 140 live games. Best college hockey conference ready for you wherever you are, however, you want to watch your favorite.
always on nchc.tv. On your phone, tablet, or stream to your TV. Subscribe now to watch the best in college hockey at nchc.tv. If it's nchc hockey, it's on nchc.tv. So you're a few weeks into the season and that brand new equipment bag is starting to get kind of funky. Those sweaty gloves and pads, yuck. Well, there's only so much you can do about it. But when that new pair of summer skates starts to pick up that scent, that's easy. Our customizable shower shoes go right into the washing machine, then air dry overnight, and they're ready for their next shift at the rink. Customizable for your team or with your favorite player's name and number, summer skates, the ultimate hockey player's footwear, are perfect for players in the desert or even for just wearing around the house. Head to IcetimeHockeyWest.com and click on the Summer Skates link to get your personalized koozies and shower shoes today. Really, JR? You think you can still do this? I'm focused. You're way too old to hit that target from there. I've been listening to everything you said. It's been running through my head, locked and Question? Comment? Let us hear from you on our text message line at 303-943-3772. College Hockey West Live is coming to you from the Summer Skate Studios. Summer Skates, the ultimate hockey player's footwear. Indeed it is the ultimate hockey player's footwear. The Summer Skate Studio, Scott Strandy with you tonight in Denver, Colorado. I know we're running a little long, but that's always the way it is with Coach Sambo. We love talking hockey with him. Paul Hornstein, my longtime co-host out on Long Island, New York. Um, Paul, uh, just a quick summary. You're, you're you kidding, right? You're, you're kidding, right? <laughs> <laughs> you expect me? You're, you're, I mean, well, let me. What, let what me can I say then. that he didn't say? Let me start then. I will tell Whatever. you right now that if you overlook Lindenwood, they will drive you into the ground. And if you don't think that team's going to be a top-notch hockey team by the end of this season, think again because uh, you heard him. Uh, he's hard on his players because he wants to make them better. He's he's not. Um, shocked or surprised by anything he sees uh he's seen it all he's done it all he's played it all he's coached it all so uh he's gonna go out and prepare his guys every single night to compete right and, uh, win. if they win on the scoreboard that's a fantastic bonus but i will guarantee you that the lindenwood lions will get better and they will compete every contest from here on out well they of course they will just like they did the first four games yeah, but I mean, there's some teams that start off and they're like, you know, we're we're just trying to we're just trying to get better. What? No, Rick, Rick brought him out the very first night. Uh, he told me after game one in Minnesota, he said, "It's hard to sweep in this league," and I'm going like, "Your first year program just played your first game, and you're telling me it's hard to sweep the Minnesota Gophers, who are number two in the country." 
And he said, yeah. He said, we're going to come out and we're going to play hard and we're going to make them earn a sweep. And oh, he yeah. did the same thing at Michigan and he's going to do the same thing all season long. So they are never out of a hockey game. And a lot of people think and thought that that, uh, you know, he talked about it at, at depth about being at Denver and what it is. There are a lot of teams that are going to feel that, that wrath at Denver. Um, well, trust yeah, me, I mean, they're, I they're a very, very good hockey team. That's why they're one and, them. you know, that's why they're one and CC is two to 16. Yeah. Good point. Boy, did but, I have a, a nice chat with coach Mayotte tonight after practice too, by the way. So but, that, but listen, I mean, I've had two great coaches today. Great coach conference. Con- conversations today well i can't wait to hear about them but uh listen i mean like what can i possibly say to follow that up seriously i mean no i'm not asking you to follow it up i'm just asking to summarize what you heard because sometimes we don't have that kind of time dude (laughs) good point we don't have that kind of time then give me this what were a couple of highlights what what were a couple things that he said tonight that stood out I just told you what mine were. Well, I mean, listen, he he likes to play the kiss game. Keep it simple, stupid. Yeah, uh, you know. And I mean, and the the kiss game that he doesn't like is kissing up to people. <laughs> well, we, yeah, well, we we you know that. that. I mean, game. we have it. Uh, we knew that a long time ago. That's nothing. <laughs> yeah, I just. Having him on, it's just unbelievable because he is so in-depth at everything, but yet he brings it out and makes it so simple. So you walk away from the conversation going like, why doesn't everybody do that? It's not that hard. (laughs) Makes it easy for us, that's for sure. I got to tell you a funny story real quick before we go. Uh, Today, as you know, I was at Denver, and uh, the uh, Chicago Blackhawks were practicing at Joy Burns Arena, the practice rink. Right. Well, the, well, Denver was going on uh, Magnus. Right. And uh, two things that, that caught me uh, kind of funny. Coach Carl, I hope you don't get mad at me for this. But uh, no. he asked he asked their, their uh, driving was director of operations. He goes, are we getting to go on Magnus today? <laughs> it's your rink, coach. You're the national <laughs> champions. Yes, yes, you can choose Magnus and put the Blackhawks. Uh, on Joy Burns, <laughs> it's your it's your building. Yeah, well. Uh, so I well, thought that was kind of cool. And then we, the other we, thing we, was, we, I, I was talking to the SID Ron, Ron today, uh, in the hallway, and Coach walked by us twice, and he went by to the right, and then he looked back at me and he said, "Who are you talking about?" <laughs> and then he came back by on the left, and he goes, "Not who are you talking about." <laughs> It was classic. Well, listen, you know, I mean, uh, <laughs> hopefully there's, 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 I know there's another NHL team that needs to learn that, but uh, I'm not going to get into that. Yeah, I did. Uh, I did also ask him uh, his thoughts on giving up the locker room. And he said, simple. It's two letters. N-O. N-O. <laughs> Absolutely. He said, that would be a no for me. Yeah. Then that would be, should be a no. So. Yeah. So let's let's darn well hope it works that way because uh, the other team that's uh, opening up a building is uh, Arizona State this weekend, and uh, that that will be thrilling too. I mean, I my arms are so sore from being tugged each direction because boy, I want to see Lindenwood and Air Force, and boy, I want to see Arizona State and and um, Colgate. So I mean, I feel like the rubber band man. I'm just stretched out from one side to the other. 
Yeah, I get you. It's good to be the king. Um, Speaking of the king, yeah. shout out to, to Coach Mayotte. Uh, I asked him if he could get you a T-shirt in a 2XL, right. and he right. said, um, we looked through everything. There are no 2XLs, but I got this. And he came up with this beautiful white hoodie nice. with the uh, Tiger logo on it. And he goes, you think you'll like this? And I immediately told him, I said, put it away. He does not deserve anything like that. Well, I'm sure. Well, we know that. Uh, listen, I'm just a peon, the peasant. I just, you know, I just, I just, I am here to, 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 and, and, at, at the service of the king. And I believe he was thinking that a white would be neutral enough that you might actually wear it. Well, I'll have to send, you know, assuming that he meant it for me. Um, oh, he did. It's and, a 2XL. And, I and. And your majesty, you know, grants me permission to to, to, to take possession of it. I, I, I will take a picture of it and send it to him. Uh, he'll love it. He'll love it. Anyway. Unless Menino steals the picture. I don't know. Or the sweatshirt. I don't know which one. Well, no, I got the sweatshirt with me, so oh, okay. he can't get that. But And okay. uh, he would also swim in it. But uh, uh, By the way, it was I had a great interview today, about 15 minutes with all three of the goaltenders. Yeah. Oh, sensational. Sensational. It was everything that I hoped it would be and more. Sweet. Look forward to it. Absolutely. Okay, take it away, my friend. From the Summer Skate Studios behind the mask, College Hockey West Live, brought to you by AT&T Wireless, where your unlimited your way lets you choose the right plan for each member of your family. Behind the mask, whether you use blades or wheels, whatever your hockey needs are, see our three Valley locations or behindthemask.com. Peterson Toyota, whether you're looking for your dream car or shopping on a budget, we take the time to find the perfect Toyota to fit your needs. Jesse Ray's Barbecue in Las Vegas, the best in barbecue, Las Vegas style, now at our two locations, the original at 5611 South Valley View Boulevard in Las Vegas and the new location at 308 North Boulder Highway in Henderson. For the NCHC and NCHC.TV, subscribe to NCHC.TV and catch all of the action from the toughest conference in college hockey. Koreans and Suites, now an official Disney World Hotel. Book your stay at DrurryHotels.com. Jets Pizza. Go to JetsPizza.com to find your fresh deal at your nearest Jets location today. Top Golf. Play some of the world's most iconic golf courses without packing a suitcase. Find out how. See your local Top Golf Center or go to TopGolf.com. Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos worldwide. It's where the action is in the resort or in town. Liberty University. Hockey, education, and faith with equal passion at liberty.edu. M Drive. Go to mdriveformen.com to see which M Drive formula is for you. And by College Hockey Inc., your resource for all things college hockey. College Hockey West Live, presented by Behind the Mask, and all of the IcetimeHockeyWest.com podcasts are live on the Podbean app and available for download at the iTunes Store, Google Play Store, Podbean, Spotify, Stitcher, the iHeartRadio app. On the TuneIn app, wherever you get your podcasts from, please rate, review, and subscribe. Ask Alexa to turn on your ITHSW podcasts, and that's how you search for the show. All one word, ITHSW podcasts. Behind the Mask College Hockey West Live and all of our weekly podcasts are a part of the IcetimeHockeyWest.com network. Very well done, my friend. We will say a big thank you to the head coach of the Lindenwood Lions, Rick Zombo, for joining us tonight. Uh, was a great conversation. Uh, big games, as Paul mentioned at the beginning of the show this weekend, not only big matchups, but uh, big eventful games in the world of college hockey. Another shout-out to uh, 
College Hockey Inc. for partnering up with us. Um, man, they do such a fantastic job. And I can't wait to send more teams and more schools to them to uh, try to move the game forward and continue to grow the game. We're at 63 teams right now, Paul. We're adding 64 for sure next year. It's going to be Augustana. We could have 65. Well, yeah, does the 63 count Robert Morris or or not? Yes. Oh, okay. I believe so. I okay. believe so. But Just I'm not sure. Uh, I, I, that's what Mike Snee, the executive director, told me. So. All right. Okay. We'll say goodnight, little Roger Klein, the Peacemakers, De Niro. Good night, Good night. everybody.